When you break it down, I decided that I didn't want to be a woman before I had ever even experienced being a woman. I had no idea what being a woman was like because I was a child. And um, now I feel like I will never entirely know. Um, <clears throat> I, I want to say that I really feel like some people in the trans community and the trans medicalists and the doctors really, really target the most vulnerable of us. I have borderline personality disorder and I know for a fact that this is the reason for my transition. Um, it's a very difficult mental illness and uh, one of the core features is not having any sense of self or identity and um, my doctors knew this. Um, I, I told them, even though they didn't ask, um, that I had been diagnosed with BPD, um, and it was all fine to them. I wasn't happy as a girl, so that meant I was a boy, and I was trans, and so I, I just, um, took the cure that was handed to me. Um... I, I was told that I was being given a cure, and I, I wouldn't want to kill myself anymore, um, and it wasn't true. <laughs> I didn't want to cry in this video, but this is such a hard thing to talk about. I, um, I lost a lot of things to this, and I just hope that anyone else who's going through what I went through as a young girl will not be prescribed hormones and surgery because of other things. Um, you know, there are so many mental health disorders that make you hate your body, and the solution isn't to change your body, it's to fix your brain, you know? Um, I just don't want anyone else to ever feel this way. I lost my voice. I lost my chest. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have kids. Um, I feel like no one wants to date me or love me because I'm ruined. Welcome back. You know, one of the most overused and underrated words is sad. I think we use it all the time. Oh, that's sad. This is sad. Truly, uh, that is just, it's terrible and it's sad. Uh, my heart bled for that young lady listening to that statement. Um, I know that we've talked about this many times and I've stated my um, opinion in my case that most people that transition, it is has nothing to do with the transition. Uh, there's a, another problem that they're not getting to the root cause of. And most people that end up doing this transition, just like this young lady found out that did not solve the problem. It did not cure them. It more, more, more than likely made everything much worse. Uh, you, she had mentioned in the video that she thought by transitioning that would make her, um, stop having the feeling that she wants to kill herself. I can't imagine that that feeling is better today than it was before her transition, I would uh, venture to say it's probably worse. 
Uh, and I've brought you statistics in the past that say up to, uh, I believe it was uh, somewhere in the 60% range. I don't want to give an exact number because I don't remember offhand. It's been a while since I looked. Uh, but it was in the 60% range of people who transition 100%, go through all the surgical procedures within the first five years, commit suicide. And the reason being is because just like she found out, they find out that uh, that's not your actual problem. There is a much deeper problem that needs to be uh, figured out and attended to, and it wasn't that you were born the wrong gender. This is what these children... Because I don't know how old she is in the video. It doesn't say she looks, if I was going to guess, somewhere between the age of 18 and 25. That would be my best guess. Uh, Young lady. And she is a political pawn. You know, they, the left and these crazies on the left use people like her to push their agenda. Long-term damage for this poor girl means nothing to them. They don't care what her life is beyond this. Another thing she mentioned is her reproductive system. You know, I mean, it is all these hormone blockers and these hormone pills that they're giving these kids. That's one of the main concerns that we all have is you're giving them to, giving them to them at such a young age that we know it's going to damage their reproductive systems long-term. So will she ever be able to have kids? In this case, I hope so for her, her for her sake. Uh, chances are, you know, that's, it's going to be a toss up. Who knows at this point, how, how much, how much chemicals did you pump in there? Is your body able to regenerate? Are you young enough where your system can bounce back? I don't know. You know, I'm certainly not a doctor. I w- again, I would hope for her sake it does. And she'll get to experience motherhood and experience being a woman. I know she can have cosmetic surgeries to fix some of the things that they did to her. I doubt it's like having the original, um, feeling for her and you know not not as far as the look goes with the feeling uh, but it, it, you know more surgeries more stress more money all to fix something that didn't need to be messed with in the first place the left uses people like her to push an agenda you know and they don't care what the collateral damage of it is you know and, and we're seeing it um and they are not going to stop anytime soon i know me and my wife had a conversation and and i think we're both agree that in time to come, you know, in, in the future and probably not the, not in the too distant future, uh, distant future, it's going to get to a point where the backlash against these people is going to be massive because when enough of these people that have been duped into doing this transition gain the courage to really speak out against it, and come out and, and all the problems that are associated with what they've done, there will be a massive backlash with the pushing that they have done throughout the years to make sure that this is uh, perceived as something normal in society. Um, the reason I say it's not going to stop anytime soon is as I'm telling you all this, as you heard her uh, briefly of her story, Three of the nation's leading medical associations asked Joe Biden's Department of Justice to investigate and prosecute journalists and parents who are concerned with hospitals and physicians who provide transgender surgeries to minors. The American Academy of Pediatrics, American Medical Association, and the Children's Hospital Association sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland urging him to take swift action to investigate and prosecute those who allegedly threaten or target hospitals and physicians who provide transgender surgery to minors. Uh, Moria 
And I'm not even going to attempt this lady or man's last name here. I'm assuming it's a lady with the name Moria, but, you know, who knows these days. Uh, last name, S-Z-I-L-A-G-Y-I. Good luck with that. <laughs> Said, we cannot stand by as threats of violence against our members and their patients proliferate with uh, little consequence. We call on the Department of Justice to investigate these attacks and social media platforms to reduce the spread of misinformation, enabling them. The letter noted that the Children's Hospital and their staff have faced increased threats via social media, along with harassing emails, phone calls, and protesters at healthcare sites. Ooh, oh my God. You got some protesters outside? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of protesting going on, but I guess when it's directed at your agenda, it's a problem. But if you guys are out protesting, quote unquote, as you burn things and throw mob cocktails and whatever else, that's okay. It's, it's called protesting, not rioting. Yeah, that's a problem. What's the matter? You can't take the heat. We're getting harassing emails or phone calls. And what, uh, you know, it's all an eye of the beholder, right? What do you consider a harassing phone call? People calling up and asking you, why are you doing this to children? That's harassing. Or, or people standing outside peacefully protesting, saying you shouldn't be doing this to children. Or maybe sending emails, you know, harassing email, saying to people that this is something that is wrong and should not be done. Maybe giving some real facts on the damage that they could be doing long term to these children. Is that considered harassing? Because remember, it's, it's all perception. It's the way you perceive it. Yeah, you could say whatever you want to say. Uh they're claiming that these attacks are coordinated and they go after them. I don't know. Listen, we're here to protect children. You guys are damaging children. And if you can't take the heat from us having a little bit of peaceful protesting or questions or calling and saying you shouldn't be doing these things, that's not my problem. More concerning than that is, uh, uh, once again, the DOJ is now, what, going to be weaponized against first yeah, we can't speak at school board meetings because we don't want them showing our children smut that they're trying to uh, force feed them in school. We're not allowed to talk over there. We're being put on terrorist watch lists because we're showing up to school board meetings and challenging the narrative and challenging what these people are allowing our children to be taught because they're just pushing an agenda. Now, you're not allowed to stand up for the children. You're not allowed to voice your opinion that what you are doing is absolutely wrong 100% without a doubt wrong we're not allowed to voice our opinion we're considered a threat and the DOJ now potentially is going to get involved I'm sure they're going to now I mean if they got involved in the school board meetings I'm sure they're going to get involved in this as well and then we're going to have more political prisoners like the January 6th people maybe where's this all going to go the DOJ is weaponized and the left keeps calling for them to continue the way that they are to continue to attack, that has to be addressed. This is not the country that I grew up in. This is not the America that I envisioned in my future. This is not the America we should be living in right now where our own government has turned against us. They're weaponizing parts of the government to come after people because of their beliefs or political opinions. I mean, it can't get any wronger than that in the United States. They're really is only one way to stop this. The people in Congress need to be held accountable for what they are doing. I know, you know, I don't believe anybody at the top pays. 
I'm very open about that because I haven't seen it. You know, show me somebody that actually pays the price. I don't want to see hearings and I don't want to see trials and I don't want to see show trials on TV and I I don't want to see conversation after conversation and everybody's getting pats on the back because somebody's asking a tough question and it makes a good little video clip. I want to see some people pay for the wrongdoings that they have done to us up top. We elect them. They're supposed to answer to us. I know it's it's not the way it is right now. The way it is is that they're acting like we answer to them, like they are kings. They're supposed to answer to us. So the day that I see that they finally pay, I'd be a more believer, a believer in it. But that day needs to come, and it needs to come like yesterday. These people need to start paying. Yeah, Fauci and anybody that was involved in this COVID sham needs to pay. Anybody from the DOJ and the FBI that was involved in all these raids on people's houses, uh, stopping people in drive-thrus, attacking and busting into people's houses, father of seven in the middle of the night because you pushed somebody at a uh, pro-life rally, need to pay. Anybody in the DOJ that's coming after concerned parents at school board meetings and not allowing them to voice their opinions and putting them on terrorist watch lists need to pay. Anybody who is purposely keeping people locked up from January 6th, destroying their lives when all they did was a little bit of trespassing and maybe some other small infractions that in the real world wouldn't even land you in prison need to pay. If you're involved with Ukraine, hello, Joe Biden, you need to pay. If you got a crackhead son that's out there selling America out for his financial gain, he needs to pay. You got an idiot in the White House, uh, second in command, saying that when a massive hurricane rolls through uh, the state of Florida, that it's going to be equitable who he who FEMA helps first, claiming that the communities of color will be helped before anybody needs to pay. We're all Americans. We're all equal. We should all get the same treatment. Right now, we're all being divided and we're being being treated different, differently depending on your color, your political stance, uh, your social media. We're just being chopped up into little pieces. When I see these people pay, is when I have faith restored in the system. And the only way to get that to that point is electing people that are willing to, to really go in there and take some blows. Because the people that go in there and actually try to force these people to finally uh, own up to what they've done, those people are going to get massive backlash like you've never seen before because they're going to really disrupt the swamp. You saw what happened to Trump, and all he did was go in there, clean the swamp up a little bit, and actually keep his promises, and they hated him for it because it disrupted their nice little comfortable swampy life. Well, anybody that we elect to go in there that's willing to drop the hammer on these people and force them to pay for the wrongdoings that they've done to people here in the United States, is gonna they're going to get the hammer dropped on them. The left, the left, the media, even some on the right are going to come after them with everything they have because they are not going to like that they're there disrupting their way of life. This needs to stop. Elections are what makes it stop. Voting in American first patriots 
is what makes it stop. People that care about the country and not themselves. People that understand that when you accept a position, when you run for office and you accept that position, you are a servant to the people and you're going to try to do the best you can to the best of your ability to help the people achieve what they want to achieve, whether it be locally or nationally. That is your only function. You don't make your own decisions. You don't get to have any input. You find out what the people want and you put it in place. And we're not talking about the 10 or 20% of insane progressive left that want to turn this country into a socialist utopia. We're talking about the 80% of Americans that want small government, capitalism so they can make money. They want to be family oriented. They want to be left alone and live their happy lives. They want energy to be abundant here so they're not facing any types of energy issues. Most importantly, they want to be free. That is what the majority of America wants and that's what they should be fighting for day by day. And the only way we begin this journey to get to a person like that is through the November elections. You know, that was a long statement to get to the November elections, but that's truly where it's at. You know, these are the type of people that we got to put in place. I've said it. I'm going to keep saying it. We're five weeks out. This is what needs to happen. You need to find the best people to put in place to change policies, change everything, so that way we can get back to a more peaceful America where we could be more focused on family, on friends, on uh, things that we enjoy in life, on going to church, where we could focus on having a happier, freer existence than what is happening today. Because today, politically, we are a disaster. Things that are happening today are not natural. They've never happened to this country before, and it all needs to stop. The Democrats think that they're going to do real good in November. I know you. we've been saying this for a while, even I've been saying that the Republicans need to step up and and get a plan. They finally started putting plans together. I think the tide is finally turning. Some things that are probably helping that is that gas is rising again. And, you know, people vote with their pocketbooks. A lot of people really do. You know, and you see the gas, which at one point was going down, is now starting to creep back up again because Joe Biden can only – hold it off so long by selling out all of our reserves, by begging other people on his hands and knees to please give us and produce more oil so they, they you can enrich them. You can only do so much until it naturally is just going to have to come back up and it has already started to rise. Here in the state of Florida, we actually, DeSantis gave us a, da- a gas tax holiday this month, October. Yeah, they took all taxes off of gas that we normally pay here in the state of Florida, which is like 25 point something percent uh, or cents um, per gallon. So even with him knocking off 25 cents, our gas is only 21 cent cheaper than it was last week because even with him taking that off, since gas is creeping back up by the end of the month, if it continues the way it's trending, it's going to even wipe out that. And then at the end of the month, wherever it's at, throw a quarter right back on top of that so our gas is going to jump up higher. You think that's going to bode well for the Democratic Party in the November elections? People that don't pay attention to politics just don't really care. You think that's going to go well for them when that comes up? I don't think so. With each passing day, the media narrative that the Democrats come back uh, is starting to drift. You know, it's, it's getting further and further away from them. 
you're starting to see us gain everywhere. You're starting to see Republicans gain across the board everywhere. Herschel Walker's doing better. Uh, Fetterman's finally, I don't even know how Oz is finally getting on top of the game over there. There are so many different areas, especially in Senate races that we were worried about that we're finally gaining some steam. And I think a lot of that has to do with the political climate in the United States. First of all, they're seeing that Joe Biden is a weak, frail, witless wonder, and he's dividing America more than Trump could have ever hoped to divide this country if he tried to. Joe Biden is dividing us daily. You know, like I said, with little slick comments like Kamala Harris made about FEMA assistance, FEMA's supposed to be here to help everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Color, uh, age, color, sex, religion, none of it matters. You're in a disaster area, everybody gets love. That's supposed to be the point here. When you're making comments like that, all you're doing is further pissing everybody off and dividing this country. It's not surprising that they're losing steam. As a matter of fact, Kamala Harris is so unpopular that I don't even know how in God's name this man is on another news station again, but Chris Cuomo is back and he was talking with Bill Mayer. I want you to hear what they had to say here. That is, uh, would you prefer somebody other than Biden? Like who name somebody and I'll tell you, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you the question. Exactly. And that's the problem that the Democrats have when you go, Oh, we don't want Biden and who, Oh, now you're stumped. What about the VP? Um, I mean, well, that's an interesting question, too, because obviously one reason that uh, Biden's age is an issue with a lot of people is, again, they think he's going to die tomorrow. So they are very hyper concerned about who the vice president is. It takes on more relevance when the president is elderly. So the fact that Kamala Harris is not popular at all is a real detriment for the Democrats. Now, it's not unheard of for presidents to switch their VP choice uh, after one term. It's been done before, and he could choose somebody else. Would you suggest um, that, so and if we'll so, whom? I don't, I mean, yes, I would suggest it, actually. And I like Kamala Harris, but for some reason, uh, she has not turned out to be a very good politician, and I don't know if she can reverse uh, the, you know, the, sometimes a reputation just takes on a life of its own. It's not even the person's fault, mainly. But who would you so, pick? Who do you think's better I, for I, Biden than Harris? Oh, I have no idea. So she's so popular. If you listen to that whole interview, by the way, <laughs> it's kind of funny because they're consistently talking about how old Joe Biden is. And um, I guess Bill Mayer thinks people are ageist and that they, uh, you know, they worry that he's 79 years old. I think I'm less worried that he's 79 because I know 79-year-olds that are very with it and sharp. Uh, It's not so much his age as it is his mind. His mind is gone. I don't really care much about his age. If he was sharp at 79 years old, then age is just a number. But when you are obviously declining mentally and you're struggling, then your age and your mental state is not a real great combo because then you're thinking that this guy's on the decline which ultimately means there's a high potential that if he did run again and somehow, some way, America was dumb enough to vote this guy in again, uh, he would probably die in office. Uh, And then who takes over? Kamala. Heels in the air, Harris. So that's a problem. And you see how much she's liked. Even Bill Mayer thinks that Joe Biden should switch VPs because she is so unliked by everybody because she is just awkward as hell. 
Is there any better way to put it? Everything she does is so awkward. She has no personality. She tries to make a really strong point by trying to make a really strong point. And we're going to come back to making a very strong point. And when you listen to crap like that, you just wonder how in the hell did anybody like her get elected to do anything other than serve you fries at McDonald's? <laughs> how the hell did you get to where you are when you can't even put a sentence together and you just repeat yourself because you think if you say it in a different way, three or four different times, like it's more dramatic and all of a sudden it has more of a meaning to it when in actuality you just look like a fool because that's what you are. I don't know how she got there, but yeah, it's not surprising that you are so unliked by the Democratic Party that they would rather see you replace the black woman. Remember, that's their big thing. It's always about race. It's about gender. It's about everything. But they're willing to replace the black woman because they know she is so bad that potentially she could hurt him in the next election. And number two, they look at that and go, that will be the new leader of the party if Joe Biden keels over in the White House if he was reelected. Oh, oh yeah. you thought it was bad before? Couldn't get any worse. And that's assuming Joe Biden makes it to 2024. He did go out of his way because, you know, this is the big question. Is Joe Biden going to run? Is Joe Biden not going to run? Is Trump going to run? Is Trump not going to run? That's the big question going in everybody's mind right now because there's no confirmation. And I think both of them will, will get some confirmation after the November election shakeout. However, not a week ago, Joe Biden was on an interview saying that, you know, anything's on the table. He's not really set on it. He's not saying he'll run. He would like to run, but he'll see how things go. And then he's on talking with Al Sharpton. He tells Al Sharpton that he absolutely will be running in 2024. So this guy doesn't even keep the script straight. And obviously he's not reading off the teleprompters. And I can, again, I can only imagine the people in the background just covering their head and going, oh my God, now we have to clean this mess up again. <laughs> because that seems to be what they do for this idiot consistently. Over and over, he says something they don't want him to say, and then all of a sudden you see they're all uh, scattering to fix it. It's just, it's all so dumb. It just, it just really is. Joe Biden in 2024, eh, yeah, I don't know about that. Trump, on the other hand, Trump is just as sharp as he always was. Yeah, I, I watch videos from Trump 20 years ago, and it's like the man didn't age. He aged a little bit, but mentally, He's the same as he always was. So uh, Trump's going to the White House, you know, 2024, I'm hopeful, if he runs. Uh, same age Joe Biden went in, but totally a different person. Somebody who's still with it, who's still healthy, you know, yeah, will have a good run. Uh, Joe Biden making it through there, eh, Kamala Harris being his running mate, eh, I don't know how all that's going to shake out. So although I know you've probably forgotten where I was originally going with this, we're going to come all the way back around here, is that this November, I know we, we're we going to do, it's, it's looking like and shaping up that we're going to do much better uh, in November than originally thought. Now, Republicans are finally getting their things together. Some things that the Democrats probably wished were not happening right now are falling into place, which is only benefiting the Republican Party. And I can only hope going forward that we do very well in November, we get the House, we get the Senate, and then we look to 2024 and hopefully 
uh, Trump will return. I'd like to see him get an opportunity at his uh, second term because look how much he did in the first one. This one, it's it's all it's you know, all the gloves are off. He doesn't need to be reelected after this. And with the ESG looming, with all this socialist crap that's looming around us, he's the perfect guy to step in to stop all this nonsense. He's well aware of everything that's going on. And uh, if you follow him up with another strong candidate, you know, it, I would say equally as strong as him, just a, a younger version, Ron DeSantis. You follow him up with eight years, be honest with you, that gets me uh, pretty right on the verge of retirement. And I think at that point, uh, we're looking pretty good. I think for our children, for us, that we will have at least beat this beast back and we will have decades of peace. And then I'm sure turmoil will arise back up because it's history. It just, that's just the way things are, but we should go through the cycle where things will be calm. We can all live a, a nice life. We'll remember these times as being terrible times. We'll have stories to tell our grandchildren and we'll go off into the sunset and then it's their war to fight beyond that. So that's what I'm hoping for. November is starting to look a little better because the Republicans have finally got their things together. Um, Let's be hopeful. Early voting starting. If you got to get out and vote, if you're going to early vote, do what you got to do. If you're doing mail-in, not a big fan of it personally, but if that's your only choice because you're busy and you can't get there, do what you got to do. But no matter what you do do, get out and vote. Bring two or three people with you. Get them to vote, and let's get all of these uh, seats locked down so that way we can take a breath and say, all right, now we just got to look to 2024 between 2022 and 2024 stay on our own party to get some things done and then you know hope for the best you know two years down the road all right i hope you like what you listen to if you do please rate and review me especially on apple because it's always a great help people finding me five stars and a message would be nice if you'd like to check out anything else i do littlejocc.com including uh contacting me you go to the contact section and i will respond beyond that i hope you had a beautiful rest of your day it is hump day we're halfway through do it again tomorrow